All right, what's up, Buck fans? We're back yet again for an RBT live stream. You got Mark Ramirez here, joined together, as always, with Michael Pless. And we're blessed to talk another Buccaneer day. So, Pless, let's start it off. How are you doing? How's the week going already? And are you safe? Yeah, everything's uh, going well. Uh, it's, you know, again, it's, um, you know, good being back here talking Bucks football with all of you guys. So, uh, yeah, I mean, can't complain. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to a barbershop soon so I can get the hair looking much better than it is now. Um, but I'm enjoying, you know, the, the caveman look right now. So it, it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah. I look like a microphone tip, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> my hair, it stays the same, but Hey, yeah. I cut my own hair. So if you, you want to, if you want a Ramirez, you can come on down to the, to the residence and I'll, I'll shave you up. I might, I might do that. A two all over if you'd like. Okay. But other than that, so pretty much we're going to address this as the fans' questions, I guess, live stream. Mm -hmm. Obviously, right now, there's not much news. I mean, the only news you have is the pandemic news and when the hell are we going to be able to play games or at least see some type of sports. I mean, I think basketball hopefully starts something soon. I haven't heard anything mm -hmm. on, on hockey, but right. I don't know. But otherwise, let's look at some actual fans' questions, and let's go first over to the Twitter. Mm -hmm. So looking at Twitter, put out that question earlier in the day. So let's first go over, this is a, a huge long question, but it's actually cool that he asked all these. So this is Jason Lewis Capitano. He asked about the Saints opener, since obviously mm -hmm. the schedule came out, right. and the Saints were the first game. I guess he pretty much wants to know, you think that's a win? Do you think it'll be competitive? Do you think we get blown out of the water? What do you, what do you think? Initial thoughts of that, and like pretty much, I guess, what is the NFL saying with the first Bucks game is two pretty much future Hall of Famers going head to head? Right. Yeah, I, I think it's a perfect uh, scenario for the Bucks. You know, you look at it; it's a division game. I, I like you know having division games right off the bat. Uh, I think it's good for the Bucks. You know, especially with all the moves that they made. I think it's it's ideal to you know send a message early, um, you know especially if they want that NFC South crown. So I think the Saints in their house. I think that's a perfect matchup, and uh, again, it's something that you know we saw two years ago, and you know the Bucks ended up winning that game in a shootout. But uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a great match to to start off, and you know the Saints have been talking a lot of trash you know over the off season, especially towards the Bucks. At least certain players have. So I, I think it's a good matchup to begin the season, and I think it'll be competitive for sure. I think every Saints game is, is pretty much right there um, between the Bucks. So, so I mean, why isn't it a, a primetime game, though, if it, this is going to be like your number one? I guess this should have been one of my primetime games, I would think, but yeah. that's, that's saved for the middle of the season, I guess. Right. But, I mean, yeah. They get the they get the four twenty five start. I mean, it's probably going to be America's game of the week. So, you know, it is pretty much a primetime game if you look at it that way. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I still I love it. I love the matchup though. I think it's going to be really good. Obviously, you can't you can't get a better matchup than that. I wouldn't think. But right. I mean, obviously, you're going to look at them both as potential. That's your NFC champion, right? I, to me, mm -hmm. I would assume. like I, I'm kind of starting this little hype train that we should be pretty damn good, especially right. by the end of the season if everyone's healthy. That's a big mm -hmm. if, but 
I, I just feel it this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I usually am the glass half empty considering the Bucks are just, they've hurt us so many damn times in a row. But this right. year, I, it's just a different feeling. So I, I, I think that would be literally who you're going to be looking for come end of the season could be your Super Bowl pick because everyone's already been picking the Saints. Mm-hmm. I think I think to me it'll probably be a surpriser where we show a lot, but it's just not enough, and Brady just learns his 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 players pretty much. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a long, long time. But these are why you got questions here, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so let's go on to the next one. It's Gronk's health. What mm-hmm. do you think about Gronkowski's health? Obviously, he's had very few years of full length seasons. How do you think we, I guess, manage him and what type of a season do you think he has? Yeah, I think it's going to be different for Gronk. You know, obviously, um, you know, he's had a couple of years now where he's, you know, healthy now, I, I believe, and, you know, finally healed. And, you know, he obviously he's got the itch again to play football and, you know, that fire is there. So it looks like he's 100% healthy, which is good. Um, so, you know, I think they're going to use him in different ways. I don't think he's going to be used as a full-time player like he was in New England, you know, obviously because you have, you know, O.J. Howard, you have Cam Brate, you know, to take off some load there. So, you know, I think he's going to have that type of season where it was, you know, him and Aaron Hernandez. And Aaron Hernandez, you know, was able to take off some, you know, pressure from Gronk. And, you know, I think Gronk is going to be able to, you know, be used in certain spots and not be used all the time uh, like he was in New England. So a little bit less wear and tear. I think that's going to help Gronk out tremendously. I agree with that to some point. I think literally if if it gets to close points in games where Brady's like, no, I want someone I trust out there, then Gronkowski will be out there. Or Right. Like, but I agree with you in the sentiment as in he won't be relied upon so heavily as he has, has been in the past. Right, exactly. Because obviously our bookends on the sides, Mike Evans and Godwin – Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, O.J. Howard could be similar to Hernandez. Brake could be similar to that. So, And we've mentioned it in other live streams about how he could be more of a decoy this time. Yeah. 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, Hopefully he gets back up to that 250 he was mentioning. Mm-hmm. Or 265 and can block, right? So right. there's just so many ways you can use him where I just don't think we have opened that box just yet. I mean, yes, I honestly think we focus more on the wide receivers, but you got a weapon like that, you're going to use him. Even Gronkowski yeah. says, you see me running down the seam, I don't think he's going to add plays for me. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I, again, he's going to be utilizing in critical situations, and you know he's going to be a big-time you know, third-down option as well. Um, so, again, his usage rate will probably be a little bit less than what it was in New England, but it'll be more even balance uh, between the three of them. So I think that was one of the questions as well, but that's on uh, the Facebook side as far as how we're going to use the tight ends. So, Well, I mean, and then because of that relating to the actual question, question, Gronk's health, Mm -hmm. I think he won't get as much of a beating just to clarify it better because you're not going to be expecting him to catch balls over the middle of the field. Plus he's not going to have that two coverage over him, a safety deep in a corner or a linebacker covering underneath. So you just can't physically do that with all the weapons we have. Right. Yeah. To be honest, I, I think he's going to be wide ass open a lot of times. <laughs> I mean, he's just going to be open. Uh, it's going to be hard to cover everybody and, and him being single covered, which he probably will get. 
um, especially on a linebacker. I mean, he's going to win most of that. You know, he's going to win that most of the time. So uh, it, it'll it be good for for him, and I think that will help his health uh, tremendously. You know, obviously having O.J. Howard and Break there, like we said, uh, it's going to be a big boost to him. So, yeah, I, I like it. I think he'll be fine. And speaking of wide-ass open, O.J. Howard was wide-ass open a lot of times too. You, you just right. never got to him in a read. Yeah, exactly. Right? So – and then there were times where OJ probably should have won the one and one he had. Mm-hmm. Either he just didn't make a play on the ball, or didn't come down with it, or it was just uncatchable. So, right. I think there will be a lot more cases where you find that one and one matchup that favors us tremendously, and it will be hit. But that's us, and I think Gronk mm-hmm. will. Let's just say he. Let's hope he plays a full season. I'm not counting on it. <laughs> like right. there'll be like. A little hamstring strain. I mean, it's been a while. Oh, and then in the, in the YouTube chat, Stephen Pryor mm-hmm. says, any word on Justin Evans? Yeah, nothing there. I mean, nothing up. No, well, plus is gone, but nothing there just yet. I mean, he hasn't really. Done if we're going to have a training camp at all. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we will see. Yeah, I mean, so. You kind of went in and out, but oh, uh, sorry about that. Pretty much, I know what you're going to say. You're just going to say that, yeah, he's there's no word on him yet. That's probably why we drafted Antoine Winfield Jr. Right. So that's just covering your ass with that pick. Mm-hmm. But if he is there, holy hell, we have a glutton of safeties to use. But do I think it's along the lines of the Beckwith injury? I don't think so. I think it's more. You just don't know. Yeah, I mean, because Beckwith's injury was almost like immediate, like it could be career-ending. Right. I'm hoping Justin Evans is more under the radar, and he's just wanting to get back to game shape. Us mm-hmm. hope, hope. Yeah, you know, it's you know serious foot foot injuries that he suffered. You know, it looks like, and you know that takes time, and you know you're just hoping there wasn't any type of you know nerve damage or anything mm-hmm. like that. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, last time I heard they were saying training camp. But again, it depends on if there's going to be a training camp. So, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. But, you know, the Bucks did the right thing in, in drafting insurance and, and a really good player in Antoine Winfield. So they're just kind of playing it like Justin Evans is not going to be back. And, and that's kind of how you have to play it, you know. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the next question. This actually is going to be an expandable question. But let's move over to the Twitter. Uh, defensive line... Let's just go defensive line. Okay. So this is going to be a question where I'm going to expand it. Good question, Jason. But this is something where I was chatting on Twitter in the DMs, guys, (laughs) (laughs) where defensive line and mentioning how building a team, how should you build a team? Right. We're chatting about how is drafting Vaughn in the third round justifiable when we still behind Vita Vea, there isn't really much – there in the defensive line. I mean, you got Ndamukong Sue, 33 years old, probably on the down side of his career. He's not here for longevity. He's signing right. one-year deals. Yeah. JPP is about to be 30-something years old. He's up. He's on the wrong side of 30, let's put it that way. Right. Shaq Barrett has a one-year deal. So there's no long-term pieces besides Vita Vea, and you can't mm-hmm. keep relying on just one dude. Right. That's the biggest thing of just building a team. You want to build it from the front back, Correct. Correct. And where it looks like we're, we're doing, we re-signed those big guys, but it's just for the short term. We're not mm-hmm. looking years and years down the road. And then this year was drafted pretty much 
win now, which everyone likes to say, win now. Mm. And yes, Robert Greene's the one that mentions he wants to kill the win now mentality. I mean, every year should be a win now. Mm-hmm. Not just, I'm going to win this way just and shit all over my my future. So, like right. the Rich McKay did and with contracts and stuff like that. But yeah, that's in the past. We still won a championship. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think about the defensive line then? And then kind of touch on what I meant on what I talked about with the building a team. Uh, you know, and, and Robert Green isn't wrong. I mean, you know, when you look at it, you know, defensive line, you want to have some, you know, guys that have upside and potential, obviously. And, you know, guys that you can build around, you know, for several years. And, you know, obviously the big piece is Vita Vea. And you look at the defense that we have, um, and I think you talked about this offline, but, you know, you have guys right now in roles that, you know, fit what we do schematically. Uh, you look at William Goldston, you look at, um, you know, obviously Vita Vea is the big piece. And then you have guys like Anthony Nelson, you have uh, uh, Nunez Roches, you have, um, you know, who's the other, um, O'Connor. Olson. Yeah, O'Connor. Guys like this we just drafted. Right. And, um, and then, you know, obviously you have the guys on the outside that you like and, and Shaq and JPP. Um, you have your middle guys and, and Levante David and, and Devin White. And, you know, how this defense runs, I mean, it funnels to your middle linebackers, which is Devin White and Levante. And those are your playmakers. Those are the guys that go out and make the plays behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, it's because of the guys up front that, you know, eat up space, et cetera. So, you know, what they have currently is, is fine. It's just I understand his point as far as years going past this one and, and looking into the future. Uh, you know, you would like to have more resources that you could build right now uh, that could take over in, say, a few years. But, you know, not every team has that luxury where they can just have guys sit and learn and and develop that way. Um, You know, obviously, you would like to have some guys that have the talent of, you know, Vita Vea or someone like that next to him. But, you know, that just wasn't the case this year. I mean, we had opportunity. Sure, we could have drafted Kinlaw. Uh, maybe I don't know, um, but yeah, it just it sometimes it just doesn't work that way. So you know they go into next draft and maybe they draft you know two dif- defensive linemen early. We just have to wait and see. Yeah, but I mean, as of now, I'm mm-hmm. content with our defensive line. I honestly think there's good rotations, like you were just saying. Like right. you have Sue and Vita Vea as your big monsters, power guys that will make everything. For the guys behind them, again, like we say, it's the scheme of the defense. I think a lot of people, including Robert Green, just they wanted future guys, but also guys that can be a penetrator to help Vita Vea out. You can't yeah. just keep relying on the one dude, similar right. to how the Bucks did with Gerald McCoy. Like left him, oh, one dude, just keep doing it. Everyone's mm-hmm. just going to keep doubling you and just beating your ass up. And then all the guys around you are going to get benefit, but still, it's you're beating that one superstar up and not giving him any help. And I guess you could say this is similar to the, the Jameis crowd. You're not getting him help. You're not giving him a defense. You're not getting him a running game. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there comes a point where it's – for a quarterback, there's a lot of excuses. For one defensive lineman and a group mm-hmm. around him, it makes a lot more sense. Oh, there's actually right. Robert Green in the chat. This is, he's going to justify his, his points here. This team uh-huh. had the opportunity to build on the defense with the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Content – Content equals complacency. So yeah. so he he does have a point with that, but 
My thing is this. It's like, yes, we did see that they were number one in run defense last year. Mm-hmm. And that is a good sign. That doesn't mean they can't produce the same exact damn thing this year. Right, right. Past production isn't valid for future results, right? So it's mm-hmm. just because it happened one time does not mean it's going to happen again. Yeah. It's like, it's like a roulette. You're like hoping for one thing and it's not going to happen all, every damn time. But mm-hmm. to me, it's you know what you have. It's not going to be number one, maybe, but you know it has the potential to be that. Right. And yeah, you did get little pieces. Either way, to me, the rotation of Sue Vitavea as your power guys, William Golson can go in and out for probably Vitavea, which I think he usually did. Vitavea was out a lot more than Sue was, mm-hmm. saving your superstar, which is smart. That's what they did a lot. And yeah. then the rotation of Anthony Nelson can fall inside, JPP can fall inside, uh, mm-hmm. Khalil Davis and Nunez Rochez can be your speed guys on pass down. So. Mm-hmm. I really like what they did with this defensive line. And right. is there a, another superstar in the defensive tackle position other than Vita Vea? No. Mm-hmm. Honestly, hell no. But they are good enough. It's not just content with it. It's you got to build pieces everywhere, not just defensive line. And yeah, like right. we're building around our scheme of defense, not just one player. Mm-hmm. And if it is anything, you're building it. Okay, you got the defensive line set with one superstar, similar to the Bucks of the heydays, Sap, Vitavea, comparable. Mm-hmm. Nowhere near speed and power. <laughs> then you yeah. have Devin White and Levante, your Brooks, um, Shelton Coors, I guess you'll say. And then right. the back end, you're hoping Winfield, Whitehead, and them are similar to John Lynch, Dexter Jackson kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they've yeah. got levels. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's a different defense than, you know, what we had, you know, Super Bowl year. But, you know, you look at it, you know, obviously there's concern along the defensive line if you suffer injuries. Sure. Like if Vita Vea goes down, I mean, you're obviously going to take a hit to your defense because he's that damn good. Um, so, but at the yes. same time, you know, at the same time, you know, the star player in this defense is Devin White, or at least that's what they hope he becomes. And, and because really he's the key, and and that's why they drafted him fifth overall. Because the guy's a vacuum; he can he can go sideline to sideline. He can do so much, and you you hear him talk about he wants to be the the old Devin White at that he was at LSU. So, you know, being that guy that can make plays everywhere, whether it's coming off the edge or what have you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I understand the concern as far as the the overall depth, um, but again, that's with every team. Like if if one team loses their star defense alignment. Yeah. They're going to struggle. It's going to hurt them a little bit, but um, yeah, I I'm happy with what they have as far as defensive line. And uh, they, they should be good as, as long as you, you do get the health, you know, to go with it, but that's for every team. Yeah. But before I answer that again, so guys, if you can please give us some likes, subscribe, whatever you want to do down there. If you like the content, show it, but I'll go on about defensive line. I think, I'm watching this Tom versus Time on Facebook. If you all haven't seen it, go watch it. It is mm-hmm. truly awesome. Um, Brady goes on. He's practicing with Edelman. And he throws Edelman a pass. And he's like, bro, you're lazy. Come on, finish the play. And Edelman's like, what the hell do you mean I'm lazy? You come run routes. He's like, that's not my job. That's not my job to run routes. You're being lazy in the route. Run the route. So it makes you think. So, yeah, Devin White shouldn't be doing everything. 
Same thing as Vita Vea shouldn't be doing everything. They got to do their job. That's why I say it's in this scheme. As long yeah. as they all play the scheme correctly, things will go well. You shouldn't expect Sue to do penetrator because he's not going to be that. You can't expect Vita Vea to always be a penetrator because he's not going to be able to do that. He can. He's special for that big of a man, but you can't expect that. You want your outside guys to do that. And you want your big guys to be able to do what the hell they can do. Push the pocket. Make yeah. the job easier for the outside edge rushers. So that's why I'm like, we don't necessarily need greatness in the middle next to already a great player. We just need a lot of guys that can play their job, do their duty, do their executed play in the scheme correctly. So right. we don't need greatness. Yeah, and that funnels to Devin White. You yeah. know, and, and he, he makes things easier because he can make up for mistakes with his speed to cover right. sideline to sideline. Vita Vea makes it easier because he's pushing the pocket. He's going to have to force a decision faster. Right. Right. right, so everything plays together. I mean, it's a lot. It's not just one answer that can solve it all. All Vita Vea shit the bed. I mean, <laughs> and that's what a lot of people want. They just want to point one finger, but it's, yeah. it's a lot more. No, it's team. It's team defense, yeah. and, and that's how they. That's how they play, and they yeah. did a really good job of it. You know, the second half of the season last year, and now you just got to hope that continues and they continue to improve. And I, I think they will. You know, as long as they can stay healthy. Um, you know, I think they have a really good upside in the, in the secondary you know and i think that was the next you know next topic on the list of, of from twitter so you know looking at the secondary I, I think you know they have a lot of good pieces there i'm really happy with antoine winfield uh i believe he talked about he's going to be the free safety um you know going forward and you know i like that because i like jordan whitehead more closer to the line of scrimmage i like um you know whitehead playing in the box so i i think that's going to be a really good pairing and then you can use Mike Edwards, you know, in the slot, you know, to play, you know, you know, play some, uh, you know, big matchups there as far as covering tight ends and, and et cetera. So I'm happy with what they got. I think Carlton Davis is really going to become, you know, that lockdown corner um, that we're all hoping for. And um, I think he's shown it. And uh, so I'm excited to, to see what the secondary can do. Um, again, that starts with what happens up front. And I think they got a strong front seven. Uh, to compete and, and make plays. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll answer that. And I want to just touch because there were some quite, uh, statements in the YouTube chat. But uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, the secondary, I think it's just young, up and coming. I mean, Carlton Davis is going to keep growing and growing as a player. Jamel Dean, you haven't seen anything yet. I mean, right. everyone's saying he could be the best of the bunch. And Carlton Davis is no slouch. He's not going to freaking set back for anyone. So, Iron's going to sharpen iron right there. Mm -hmm. And then Sean Murphy bunting in the slot. like that. Those three are nasty. Then you have the guys behind them wanting to push. And yeah, right. to me, it's like, who's that fourth cornerback? We don't know. So that's that's going to be a camp battle. Um, mm -hmm. But secondary safety, again, like we mentioned earlier, if Justin Evans comes back, you have a glutton of safeties to choose from. If not, right. you still have at least three with uh, Whitehead, um Damn, Winfield and who's Edwards? Edwards. Yeah. So I mean, there's already three young potential. Actually, two guys have shown they can do it. Let's see what Winfield can do too. So mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm very content. No, forgive me. Let me not say content. High potential secondary. I gotta choose my words wisely. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm. I think there's a lot of pieces in place where, yeah. if things are executed correctly, schematically, we can be a really special defense. But um. And then Stephen Pryor in the chat said, when JPP came back after his neck injury, I felt like he was a big impact for the defense. Do you think Brady will have a similar effect on the team? 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, JPP's, um, you know, he's the leader. He's, he's a guy that, you know, he brings that fire and energy. The defense obviously was different once he returned. And that's, you know, they started playing much better when he was in there. So, and he saw Shaq Barrett, you know, just explode. Uh, so, yeah, I think Tom will have a sim- very similar effect. I think he's going to have, I think that's where his biz- biggest impact is going to come is just being in the locker room and, and talking with the guys, giving them confidence. So, that's what I'm most excited about. I think I've touched on it before. You know, Monday through Saturday is going to be his biggest influence on this team, and it's going to help them out tremendously. Now, again, to reference Tom vs. Time on Facebook, just search it up on the search bar, guys. He talks about how literally Monday to Sunday, he he literally loves and watching tape. It's like his vice. Mm-hmm. He enjoys it. And right. it's the fact that he studies it, and he knows it's not just looking at it. It's interpreting it and fixing it on the field. And that's something where we kind of look at Jameis. He's like, he's, he's doing the same mistakes over and over. Right. It's like, come on, dude. I mean, you have so much potential. Just realize you're staring a guy down or realize it's not going to be there. Move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. So it's it's understanding that little bit. And even Mike Evans touched on that. We'll we'll get to that in the Bucks and the News stuff. But, mm-hmm. I mean, this is your the greatest game manager of all time, pretty much. I mean, Mr. Checkdown Charlie, that's because he already sees the deep route isn't there. And it can be attributed to that, but it could be attributed to he's just making the smart decision. Take the easy money to the bank, right? So I, I think it's going to be a huge effect on the team. Like, <laughs> huge. I'll just say huge. Mm-hmm. But um, then Robert Green, outside leverage live stream, said prioritized the running back position offensive weapon over defensive line if the defensive line fails everything else fails not the same with running back and offense touch on that real quick yeah no that's that's a fair point um and i i I know what he's he means by that you know obviously we i was you know i was hoping for a defensive lineman myself early you know early in in the rounds and you know they went with uh Keyshawn vaughn again a guy that you know is, is a piece for you know tom brady in the offense but I understand the the want for defensive line to to add depth there and add maybe a potential playmaker earlier than what they did with um, Khalil Davis in the sixth round. So uh, I, I understand his uh, his point there. I again, like he gives a lot of good takes, good points, mm-hmm. valid reasoning. I I like to actually hear his words and kind of think it over. And it's it's always good. That's why we like this live stream. That's why we like chatting with you guys buck fans because everyone has a different outlook or a different way to see things and mm-hmm. it's getting all those ways in your head and finding the right one and you're hoping the bucks can do that but as fans we're trying to do that and right. i do agree if the defensive line fails everything else fails because it makes the job easy harder for the linebackers to to get those gaps to stop the run game makes the job harder in the secondary because they got to cover for longer right. so they may go on the one read, but then it's a double move and then they're shit out of luck. So he is right, but that's, it is risky kind of what they're doing. Cause if Vita Vea does go down, this defense is totally different. I mean, Sue moves over and then uh, William Golson takes over for his spot. It'll just be more of a jam pack at the line. There wouldn't be as much penetration as, that's a funny word, uh, as uh, Vita Vea would get. 
Yeah. But still, I mean, you still would have your edge rushers. If Vita Vea and, say, Shaq went out, yeah, it'd be a massive difference. That's why we say if injury. Mm-hmm. But that's with any team. I mean, yeah. J.J. Watt mm-hmm. leaving Houston is a total different team. Um, right. It's just special players do special teams on teams. So uh, it's it's a tough question to answer, but it's he's not wrong. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. But so the next question was, oh, let's go back. We have one more before thoughts on the schedule, guys. Um, last one was a running game. Quickly touch on that. Yeah, running game I, I think is is um, going to be better. Uh, obviously, because uh, quarterback decision making, um, I think is just going to help the run game uh tremendously um so i think we're gonna be fine there um yeah i I think it'll be it'll be better because you'll have a guy that can see things at the line he can check to runs um get us in the right plays i think at at proper times and you know just the use of rojo and you know Keyshawn vaughn etc i think he's gonna be better because again we have so many weapons on the outside that's going to create natural holes and you're going to see less um you know, eight to nine man boxes because they fear the quarterback. So I think it's going to make a big difference. Yeah. I, I touched on that in the DMS, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, our running game, I think will be better. Not only like you said, because Tom Brady checking, checking it to a run because he has that power based off of longevity in NFL, knowing what he sees in front of him, mm-hmm. but also Byron Leftwich is going to get better. This yeah. is the second year of these guys coaching the, these players so they know what they do best they know what down and distance they can do better they have a whole bunch more data and stats to go off of to to know okay well this is where we are good let's just start executing it better so it's not like they're dumb they just didn't know exactly what they had this full first year and they only got better as the year went on so maybe not (sighs) certain areas they got better Mm -hmm. but i mean running game with that i mentioned it in Live streams pass with the right tackle addition who knows how to run block Gronkowski and OJ helping on that side. The, the threat of a pass where you can be get beat anywhere on the field is also mm-hmm. going to push people back. I think just based off of all that cumulative, cumulative aspect mm-hmm. will make our running game better. Not to mention Rojo looks like he's freaking trying out for the Olympics <laughs> and a bodybuilding contest at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. I think Keyshawn Vaughn could be a little X factor. I, I mm. compared him to James White. I think it's a little much. Like some Patriot fans are like, "What? He's more Rex Burkhead." I kind of agree with that. I was just saying a, a, a quick shifty mm. Patriot running back. I, I should have looked a little bit more into that. I'll say that. But I think he can be a little X factor. He's, he's an upgrade over Peyton Barber. I'll say that. Mm. But yeah. with that said, and this is where I think everyone's wanting to go to. Let's move over to. Internet news. So let's go. Bucks floors thirteen and three. Convince me otherwise about the Bucks <laughs> schedule. And then where was it? Yeah, secondary. So yeah, that's pretty much the next question, which is the Bucks schedule. So mm-hmm. what do you know? We have that up right here. So looking at it, plus and someone mm-hmm. mentioned earlier about the home opener. Let's not even go over the damn preseason because we may not even have a preseason. So right, right. No. <laughs> but like going over it looking at it uh-huh. game one New Orleans Saints I don't, I, let's not predict every one of them be heavily involved but he said 13 and 3 is yeah. the floor do you honestly see that 
No, I, I don't see 13 and three. Um, I, I do see at least, you know, nine to 11 wins. Um, I think that's definitely doable. Uh, I like the schedule. I like how it's, uh, how it's laid out. Um, you know, again, uh, I don't like, you know, they come off the Monday night game against the Giants, and then they have to go play the Saints at home uh, coming from the road. And then you have um, the same thing. You have the Rams at Monday night home, and then you got to go play the Chiefs, you know, on a short week. So, but, you know, that's kind of it's kind of a little unfair. But, um, you know, I do like the bye week as far as, uh, you know, later in the year. Uh, so, again, I, I like it, you know, from a schedule standpoint. Again, they do have some like mini bye weeks in there. You have the um, Thursday night game, week five, and then you don't play again until you know the next following Sunday. So that's like a mini bye. Um, oh, Ten days. And, yeah, and then you have you know the Raiders on a Sunday night, and then you don't play till Monday night. You know the next week. So that's that's kind of nice. Um, but yeah, I mean it's a good schedule. I think it's well balanced. I think it's definitely better than last year. You know with the yeah, what was oh, it? Six, no. six games. Yeah, away from home. Yeah, six on the road or whatever have you. So, yeah, it's much more balanced, which I like. Um, you know, and I like the second half of the schedule. Um, you got more games on at home, and you know, I, I think it'll be good. Um, again, I, I start with the first two games because those are critical. You know, you have division games to start the season off right away. So, if they can get wins early, they put themselves in a really good spot. And then you you face some, you know, winnable games. You have the the Broncos, Chargers, and Bears, all very winnable. So you could really set yourself up nicely if, if you can start off fast and at least, you know, go three and one before you know Chicago. I think that's definitely doable. Um, so they have an opportunity to you know really set themselves up nicely going into the second half. I mean, if you think about it, uh, that yeah, that first game is gonna be tough as hell. Yeah, because we don't we don't know if we're going to have any type of training or, you know, what have you. Yeah. They might just have to go right into it and um, it all, might take take some time for Tom to, to get used yeah. to everything. That's what I was going to say. It's almost unfair. Yeah. Tom going against the best team in the NFC South or NFC yeah. in general. First game of the year. Mm-hmm. Right. But but then again, there's another point. I think Chris Sims made it. Mm-hmm. The Saints usually start off bad every year. They do every yeah. damn year. I mean, yeah, they Ryan don't Fitzpatrick beat the shit out of them, right? You know, they, like two years ago. So it's possible we could come out with a win in that game. Mm-hmm. And the Panthers, you're hoping, are just going to shit the bed this year, <laughs> playing for some high pick next year, right? Right. Broncos, Chargers, Bears. That that could be all possible wins. I mean, the Chargers shouldn't be that crazy competitive. I don't think they they have good pieces, but right. Right. I mean, is Tyler so Taylor probably, really going to be the one that's going to get him there? I don't know. The Bears well, probably be starting a rookie. You know, yeah, the Bears quarterback situation. You think Herbert's uh, going to start there immediately? I I think it's very possible, but again, it depends on you know if we do have training and and all that beforehand. If they do have a preseason, I think it's possible. But yeah, if they have to go right into the season, then yeah, it's probably Tyrod Taylor hmm. um, just to start off, but. Yeah, I mean those those three are very winnable. Um, again, it, it, there could be some challenges in there, but you know the main thing that we hope for, and I think we talked about this before, is you got to hope you know that defense can start fast yep. and play to the level that they were showing last year, and maybe carry this team a little bit, and the offense can just do enough uh, to win games. I think with what Demetrios was saying on Twitter is pretty much he said thirteen three 
floor. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of our ceiling. Yeah. I mean, to be realistic, let's this one. You have one, two, three, four, five. Those are at least five games already before the bye week that I think are going to be extremely, extremely hard to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, we'll be probably in it, but those are five yeah. already. And yeah, right. I, I would hope that we would win of those. Mm-hmm. And then after the bye week, to be honest, we should win all of them. And maybe the Vikings would give us a test. But then right. again, you don't know. You don't know yeah. with the schedule. You honestly, right. you can't say, oh, that team sucked last year, so they're going to suck this year. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Patricia, yeah. maybe he gets his defense together and somehow they end up being really damn good, right? Right, Or right. at least competitive where, again, or hopefully Brady solves this, that our young guys are like, oh, we're going to win this one like the Giants game last year. Think mm-hmm. about, oh, let's, we're going to think about the next game, and then they lose. Hopefully Brady right. just literally reams their assholes reams it and gets that out of their heads and says, no, we're going to win every damn game. And we're going to make it a point that we're going to show them we're the better team. That's what I think Brady will bring. It's the maturity. It's the savviness. It's just the fact that I've been there before. Follow my ass because I'm going to get you there. And Bronkowski is going to help you. So I'm hoping that's what it is. Devin White being leader. Monte just freaking wanting to win. Like, I'm 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 thinking a lot of this is built up energy wanting just to win games and Brady's yeah. gonna be the perfect ring leader for that. Right. Right. No, I, I agree. And you know, again, the schedule I don't really you know, I don't get into predictions because it is it's a week to week league. Um and you know, things changes things change all the time in the NFL, especially once the season starts. Again, you have injuries, you have you know, just things that happen, you know, certain teams don't play as well as they did the last year, you know, stuff just comes up out of nowhere. And, um, you know, every team in the NFL is different every year. Um, again, they're not the same team that they were last year. You know, the chiefs, they're going to be different this year. You know, they're going to have new dynamics. Um, you know, obviously they're the champions, but and they got they're going to be a badass running back at LSU. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to be different. So, um, and you talked about the Lions. I mean, the Lions could be different because they're going to have Matthew uh, Stafford back. So, you know, th- those things change uh, teams. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's week to week. And right now the main focus is the Saints. And, you know, if we win that one, I'll be extremely excited and happy. So, yeah. All right, before we uh, go on to the next one, let's go. Let's actually, guys, there's more people in the chat now. Please give us a like down below. Subscribe if you haven't yet, and we'll continue on. Uh, also, Stephen Pryor said, do you think this great schedule has more to do with last year's brutal schedule, or is it more a Brady effect? Uh, probably probably a little bit of both. Um, yeah, obviously the primetime games is is the Brady effect, obviously with Gronkowski as well. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of both. Um, but, yeah, it's a nice schedule. I think it's, it's well-balanced, and, um, yeah, can't really complain about it. I don't think anyone's arguing that. Well, before, yeah. my biggest thing was that there's only two road games before we come back home. When there's mm-hmm. never ever more of a stretch where we're away from home for two games. Right. And I think right, which is good. In between the bye, there's five weeks, I believe. Actually, let me bring that up. Mm-hmm. Let me see. So before the bye, yeah, we have. Where was it? One, two, three, four. Oh, four weeks. Four mm-hmm. weeks before we're at home. 
Right. So I mean, that's a good ass stretch considering we're away from home for six weeks last last year, and then this year yeah. now we have four weeks and one right. in between to rest, and that's in between right. Kansas City and Minnesota. Hell yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. So yeah, you have you know five. Five out of six weeks, you know, in the back half at home, and then you know you have a couple road games mixed in between. So, yeah, really nice. Um, again, it's it's going to come down to, you know, can they take advantage of you know those opportunities that they have in front of them as far as winnable games and and making sure they don't let games slip like they did last year. You know, like the Giants and you know some other games that they let slip, and you know hopefully they have that mindset of focusing and finishing games and getting the wins that they need to. Yeah, but, yeah, Steven, I think it is the Brady effect, but it's also, let's yeah, let's get Brady in the good situations he needs to advertise the league because he still is a, a premier yeah. player. Like, expectations. Who, who doesn't yeah. know Tom Brady, right? A lot of expectations. I mean, everyone knows the, the last dance thing with Michael Jordan. He almost has a Michael Jordan effect. Like, you want to see him play. That's what our season ticket holders did as well. We got a huge influx of right. season ticket holders. So, yeah, game prices are uh, absurd right now. Yeah, did you see that Vegas ticket, Bucks versus yeah. Vegas. Shit. <laughs> I was like, we going to that one? I don't know if we're going to that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, I mean, but that's that's the ticket you're paying to see, right? Right. People right. paid to see Michael Jordan. They're gonna pay to see Brady. Yeah. Uh. But let's let's move on. So we talked the schedule. Really like the schedule. To me, I think, like I said, there's five games we could lose the first before the bye. Right. One probably after. I'm gonna say ten and six is my floor. I'll say thirteen and three is my ceiling. I agree. I'm gonna say it's something in between there. Well, th- thank you. Didn't no argument. Shit. <laughs> I can't argue. <laughs> I'll be happy with it. I would be and. If it is ten and six, I'm hoping it is a playoff berth. It should be. We all. got we got seven spots, so we got to get one of them. For real. Yeah. Oh my god. But let me see. Oh, wait a minute. Oh my. Why did I miss this? So sorry, guys. Our Facebook group, guys, come join the Facebook group. We're always talking some shit. You have beef tongue over here slapping some beef. <laughs> but if you, I'll put it in the link description below later. But Literally, search up Real Bucks Talk on Facebook, you'll find us. But the question from Nick Anderson was, how do you see the tight ends being used? Can we find a way to use all three and get them their own reps? Or will we have to cut OJ or Cam before the season starts? Go plus. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a good question. And that's you know something I mentioned earlier. And I think I think they are going to find a way to use all three. And I, I, I think... Um, Again, it, it's going to be good for Gronk. Like I said, less usage, um, you know, less on his body and, and wear and tear. So that'll be good. Um, you know, OJ, I think it's still going to have probably a similar role that he had last year, but I think it's going to be better and more expanded. So I think he's going to get more opportunities because of the quarterback. Um, and, and then Cam Braid, I think it's still going to be um, probably used more in the red zone area where he's just a mismatch and uh, he can be flexed in, in certain ways where, you know, you can just get him in a favorable matchup and he can win it. So um, Cam is probably still going to be, you know, your go-to, him and Gronk, probably your go-to third down guys that, you know, he, you can always depend on them to you know, make make that big play on third down. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how they utilize all three. I, I think you will see 
you know, three tight end formations where they're all out there at once. And then you, know, you, can, you can motion them out, you know, however you want. Um, I think you could see where you have three tight ends in a bunch formation with them, you know, out wide and you can really do some damage there. Uh, so it, it should be exciting um, to see how they do it. Again, it depends on how creative they get within the scheme and what is easier for, for Tom Brady to pick up quickly uh, so they can be effective. Again, and great question, Nick Anderson, actually. Mm-hmm. That was a really good question. Uh, to start it, I think no matter what, all three will be on the team. And I guess why Brate restructured his contract because he wants oh, to be on, sure. this, on this team. I don't think you'll see anyone cut. I think still the big outlier is what will we do with OJ. If he starts doing better in the middle of the season and we think we can benefit from trading him, I would maybe we trade him midseason for a really high pick because he's doing really well. Because then you could actually sell high. But mm-hmm. I think they all stay on for the whole team or whole time just because of how awesome you could use them, right? I mean, right. like you just said, all these Gronk and Brate are probably just great in the in the red zone. OJ mm-hmm. could be used anywhere on the field, a decoy anywhere on the field. Gronkowski the same. Gronk and OJ, great blockers. I mean, there's so much you can do with all three of them. Why, why bother messing with a good thing? Keep mm-hmm. them until they show they can't produce like they can't, and then find a way to do something with them, right? right. But well, I think they're going to stay immediately mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Um, what's going? On? Yeah, so Matt Sarudi's back in the chat. Awesome, Matt. Welcome. He was watching the Last Dance. Damn you! I'll watch it after this. <laughs> but, but with that said, let's keep going on. Let's move on to. I like to call this the Bucks in the News. And pretty much just search up Tim Bay Buccaneers news. And the first story was this simulation of the Bucks season. I already didn't like it because it's literally today they did this. And then they go over the 2019 season. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, they, they got Brady stats. He got 4,300 yards, 28 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. And he got one win more than what Winston would have done. And then when they put Winston into the the Patriots, I guess they were eight and eight. Or what were they? Yeah, eight and eight. Four worse than the Patriots. I was like, what the hell is this shit? That's a dumb story. <laughs> but if they would have done the twenty twenty season with Gronkowski with our better defense, I think they'd see similar to something like that or eleven and five, something close to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. The game manager is a huge difference in this offense. I think it just right. flat out is. But let's eliminate that little story there. Uh, and then I think everyone saw this. Mike Evans ta- sounding off about Brady and Jameis. Let's go over to that. So Mike Evans, Tom Brady, Jameis Winston. The big quote was, if we didn't get Tom Brady, then obviously I think we was going to keep Jameis. Evans said, I don't know for sure. I'm not the GM. I'm not a coach. I obviously wanted Jameis back because that's my bro. But the opportunity to get Tom Brady, like, that's Tom Brady, bro. <laughs> mm. That's the greatest of all time. He's a franchise changer. Right. What is your two cents on all that? He was chatting with Lewis Murphy on, I believe it was Snapchat? No, uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. But what do you think on that? No, I mean, it's it's what we've been saying. It's what I think most Buccaneers have been saying um, as far as, you know, the, the thought process of Jameis. And I think he's right. You know, if, if we couldn't land, you know, Tom Brady, then I think, you know, Jameis probably would have been back. But 
you got the opportunity to get Tom Brady, you go and do it. Like it's it's a no brainer. Like if Tom Brady wants to be in Tampa, then yeah, you, you go ahead and sign that guy um, because he's that damn good. So you want to upgrade the quarterback position? That's the best guy you could have got, and and the Bucks got him. So <laughs> period end of story. Like he said, franchise changer. You have the best to do it again. He wanted Jameis to come back because that's his bro. But then you just you know, the bros before hoes line. What about <laughs> bros before the goat? I mean, you don't you don't do that. You just you go right. with the great greatest of all time. You go with the guy right. that you know has done it over and over and over that will push you in your position and expect the greatest. So, I to me, I thought it was a no doubter, especially if you had the opportunity like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So. Evans pretty much said it. A lot of people were like saying, oh, yeah, he mentioned Jameis that he liked him because he's broke. Yeah. No one's going to talk bad about anyone here. Okay, guys? Right. Like, if they do, that's just they're a shitty personality. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, rightfully so, Jameis, he, he was, he, there was times he was great. And then there was times he was outright terrible, like Bruce Arian said. You need consistency, and that's what Tom Brady will hopefully bring. And he's proven he can bring. But um, let's move. Matt Cerruti said five out of seven in a row in primetime on the schedule. He says, mm-hmm. is that an advantage or a disadvantage? Uh, I mean, again, it's, it's going to be a lot, of, a lot of expectations, a lot of eyes on this team. So, um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's a good thing. Um, but, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. Like I said, it's week-to-week league. Uh, a lot of things changes, change throughout the season. So, but... They're going to have eyes on them. They're going to have to be ready for this expectations that are going to be, um, you know, held on them, you know. Advantage or disadvantage, I will think. You know, I don't even know if it's it's a push to me because. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, Bruce Arians, when he had the Cardinals and what was that Amazon Prime show they did? Yeah, all or nothing. All or nothing. And they still produced big time. Like, they did very, very well. I think they made the playoffs, and they just lost the Panthers in the playoffs, right? Right, championship game. So, I, I don't think it really matters for the coaching staff because they've been there, done that. I don't think it matters for Tom Brady, been there, done that. I think when the Bucks had uh, hard knocks here, they were still very mature, very young. Just mm-hmm. leadership was in and out. The the scheme, like I just, there's a lot of things that were unknown. I think once Tom Brady gets a hold of this team and starts really drilling them again, but this this damn pandemic really does shit on all of our potential yeah. future. I mean, it's gonna take a right. while for this team to gel and grow because they can't get together, they can't do shit, mm-hmm. they can't be a damn training camp. So I mean that we'll see. I mean, it will be a disadvantage if we can't practice together as a team i don't right. think it'll matter about prime time agreed two cents um other than that no more questions so plus any other takes you want to talk about before we head on out maybe things you were thinking about we mentioned d-line secondary mm-hmm. gronkowski anything anything you want to talk about uh nothing on you know top of my head i mean you know, I'll, I'll talk about rojo again i think he's he's determined that guy's got something up his butt where he's just I mean, he wants to take over the world, it looks like. So I'm excited to see what he does. Um, I'm just really excited about, you know, what we're going to see from these these players that 
you know, were from the 2018 class and really didn't get to show what they're capable of because they didn't get the playing time. You know, you look at Alex Kappa, um, you know, Rojo, um, even the, you know, going back to the 2019 class from last year, you know, just the up, the uprise of, of Devin White, you know, et cetera, um, Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean, you know, so I'm excited to see what these guys can bring um, going forward. And that's pretty much it. I'm really just excited overall about the roster. I think it's a really good roster. And, um, you know, I just hope we can see it, you know, come together. And, um, you know, hopefully we have football uh, on time and we can, um, you know, get back to, you know, having sports, you know, in general in our lives. And that'd be really nice. I mean, so also Matt mentioned, do you think Rojo equals Sonny Michelle for this offense? A uh, different player. Yeah, Rojo is a different player um, than Sony. Um, you know, Rojo, I think, has got a little bit more explosiveness to him, a little bit more burst, and um, he's just a different style runner. You know, Sony, I think, is a little bit more calculated. Uh, Rojo, um, I, I, he just plays a different way. Um, he's yeah. trying to make those big plays, and I think he does a good job of doing that. Um, but, yeah, at the same time, I mean, he knows how to get yards. He knows how to pick up, you know, what's necessary. Yeah, Sonny Michelle, I think, is more of like, like you said, he's more, he thinks it in. He th- thinks yeah. it in. Thinks it through. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's more of a visual runner, like, feels for where the line's going. Right. Rojo's more of like a run, one cut and go, and then he's going to just bulldoze through and try and gain as much as he can. Like, this, the mentality from year one to year two, astronomically different. Like, mm-hmm. he literally was like the USC junior that he came out as yeah, like ran much tougher i'm gonna go through you if you're gonna have to drag my ass down that's mm-hmm. how he played and when he had the ball you saw it and like every right. time time after time and the more he got it the more strong he felt like he wanted to yeah. take over this offseason right. you see all these damn tapes of him catching balls running routes like crisp ass routes digging his foot in the ground turning like mm-hmm. i think he could be something special along the lines of Sonny Michelle, I don't think so. I think he more, hell, just not a sledgehammer, but something similar. Something where if you, well, Terrell Davis maybe, like a one-cut-go type of guy. Like mm-hmm. if you give him a hole, you're going to have to go catch him. Right. And he's not going to go down easy. Like, And I hope he can start catching the ball along with Vaughn. But, mm-hmm. hey. And the Beef Tongue just joined the chat. He said, am I in time? Did I miss anything? <laughs> Well, the, you know, we're, we're get, about to be done too. Yeah, you got the whole show you can watch um, in about two minutes. It, it's going to be up and, and ready to go, right. so you can rewatch everything. But uh, yeah, you're just a tad late. And because you're late, give us a like. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't shared it, share it all over every media you have. <laughs> but yeah, you missed a lot. Go go check it back in two minutes. But other than that, guys, thank you for joining the show again. Like I mentioned, the beef tongue. Hit the like, subscribe if you haven't. Hope you enjoyed everything. Your comments were awesome. Making the show pretty much. Um, beef tongue noise. Other than that, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you in the next one. And, hey, if you want to see some of our breakdowns of the Bucks players, go check down in our video feeds, I mean, on YouTube. So we, will, we have another one coming up shortly. So be entertained and enjoy. And we'll catch you on the next one.